Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, February 7th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Jazz St. Louis President and CEO Gene Dobbs Bradford leaves this week to lead the Savannah Music Festival in Georgia. But he's excited for the organization he's led for the past 20 years. I'm so optimistic about the future of jazz in St. Louis. I'm seeing so many musicians who were, you know, recently out of college. And the music that they're making is at a really high level. Bradford talks to St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis about jazz and his next steps in just a few minutes. The Missouri Supreme Court will hear oral arguments today on a controversial gun law that would penalize local police departments if they enforce federal regulations. The Midwest Newsroom's Kayvon Mansouri has more. Missouri's Second Amendment Preservation Act allows anyone to sue local police departments for up to $50,000 if they believe their rights to firearms have been infringed. St. Louis and Jackson County tried to block the law from taking effect. But after a Cole County judge left the law in place, St. Louis and Jackson County turned to Missouri's highest court. The Justice Department sided with St. Louis and Jackson County. Justice Department lawyers called the law a, quote, clear and substantial threat to public safety, unquote. That's because Missouri police are no longer assisting in federal investigations for fear of ending up in court due to the statute. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt called the Cole County judge's decision an important victory over President Joe Biden's Justice Department. For the Midwest Newsroom, I'm Kayvon Mansouri. Missouri officials say residents in the new Madrid seismic zone are largely unprepared for the next major earthquake. Earthquake insurance coverage in the highest risk areas, including St. Louis, is at historic lows. The Missouri Department of Commerce and Insurance's Kerry Couch says that's partly due to a dramatic rise in insurance costs over the past decade. The rates may be a little high, but also the fact that people just don't know that it's not covered under their homeowner's policy. So we really want to get that message across so people can be prepared in the event that something like this does happen. The department is encouraging residents to get earthquake insurance. Researchers say a major earthquake in the seismic zone would be a $300 billion natural disaster. The area experienced a series of powerful earthquakes in the early 1800s. Some school districts in the Metro East will not be enforcing mask mandates this week following a judge's ruling late Friday. A lawyer is predicting a far-reaching impact in schools from that big legal defeat for Governor J.B. Pritzker on COVID-19. Dave McKinney reports. Attorney Thomas DeVore sued nearly 170 school districts to block the governor's long-standing school masking and vaccination mandates. In a stunning decision late Friday, a Sangamon County judge agreed that Pritzker overstepped his authority. DeVore says school systems that want to keep masking and vaccination requirements now are doing so at their own legal peril, even districts not part of his lawsuit. If they want to try to make children that aren't named in this case wear a mask, They're breaking the law, according to this judge. Chicago Public Schools Saturday said it's not changing its masking and vaccination requirements, and Pritzker and Attorney General Kwame Raoul are appealing Friday's court ruling. This is Dave McKinney. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker's bid to offer savings at the gas pump is running into opposition from an influential labor union. Operating Engineers Local 150 has about 23,000 members, many in the state's road construction business. The union supported Pritzker in the 2018 election, but now is opposing the governor's bid to suspend a 2.2-cent gallon 
gas tax increase, which is due to kick in this summer. Union spokesman Ed Mahar says that tax generates enough money to build new bridges and repair failing ones throughout the state. This tax cut would amount to uh, between 10 and $15 per year for the average motorist, uh, yet it would take $135 million out of the road fund. The governor is defending the tax relief, saying Illinois residents hard hit by rising energy costs deserve a break. Jazz St. Louis president and CEO Gene Dobbs Bradford steps down this week after more than 20 years at the helm of the organization. He says he's excited about the future of Jazz St. Louis with trumpeter Keon Harold and other artists playing major roles. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis asked Bradford about the state of the St. Louis jazz scene and if he's optimistic about its future. Oh, wow. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm, I'm so optimistic about the future of jazz in St. Louis. When I see some of the young folks that are coming up now, I, mean, I shouldn't say, it makes me sound a lot older than I really am, you know, because I'm not that old. But, but I'm seeing so many um, uh, musicians who were, you know, recently out of college. And the music that they're making is at a really high level. When I look at the folks who are doing really well here, they still have that connection to the generation before them. And they're still looking to nurture the generation that's coming after. They refer to each other as brothers and sisters, you know? And that's the way it is. You're talking about the collaborative nature of St. Louis jazz artists. What does St. Louis need to do to become, you know, a bigger center for jazz since we do have all these jazz artists, we do have all these collaborations happening and and this history here. We have everything we need. We just need to make sure that we have an ecosystem that's going to allow musicians to stay here and make enough money to support themselves. Even with somebody like bringing somebody back like Keon Harold, I mean, he was this little, he was this skinny kid, you know, going, bopping off to, uh, to, uh, to New York to, to seek his fortune. And now he's coming back like the conquering hero, and he's all about, you know, wanting to, wanting to connect with the, with, with the folks who are out there, not just the, not, not just the young folks, but, but everybody on the music scene. What are organizations here getting right? What does Jazz St. Louis and others, you know, still need to reckon with to make sure that, you know, it is an environment that supports local artists uh, and that you retain that talent? I think one of the big advantages that St. Louis has is, um, is the willingness among the organizations to collaborate. They always dreamed of, like, somebody in a history class you know, 75 years from now, saying they refer to this as the St. Louis period, right? And what made this period distinct was that there were all these organizations that were collaborating together and they produced this, you know, a phenomenal body of work, sort of like a, like a Harlem Renaissance, right? But the reason why this came about was because of the willingness of people to collaborate. And when you see, like, what we've done with Opera Theater of St. Louis, in uh, the works that we commissioned from Terrence Blanchard, we, we literally changed history with that. Obviously, 
obviously you'll be heading to Savannah, Georgia for the Savannah Music Festival. You know, what, what led to the decision to join the Savannah Festival? And, you know, uh, what, what, what are your main goals when you join? What I want to do is I want to take this great organization that's doing some really creative things. And I want them to, um, to really serve the whole of the community. I think that, that, that they have cha- the same challenges that a lot of other arts organizations have when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion. And I think that the ways that we can start to address that are one, by, by making more connections within the community, but also looking at our programming and as good as it is looking at it with an eye towards bringing in those new audiences more audiences of color younger audiences and uh and and do it in a way that the that the that the folks who have been supporting it for a long time they'll embrace it That was outgoing jazz St. Louis president Gene Dobbs Bradford speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.